When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more. Happy birthday to you. Woo! <laughs> 30. Can you believe I'm 35? Well, I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to be 70, Laura. I'm going to be 38, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Wait, no. Shit, how... 37. What year were you born? 84. Yep. So you're going to be 37. Cause Thank I, you. I was born in 86. <laughs> so we, can, we can remember our ages. We can like tag team to remember our ages. Just do the okay, math so and we'll be 37, now. not 38. Still. Oh my gosh. The fact that like, if I live to be 70, like right now I'm at the halfway point of my rest of my life is. <laughs> I always think it's like weird <laughs> to think of that. Like when I hear people like 80 or something, I'm like, that means I'm not even like halfway like through life yet, which it seems like you've already lived like so much. And to think Isn't you're only crazy? not even halfway there. I mean, I guess that's it's, a good thing to think, but it's so crazy. I feel like the older you get, like, how are you with birthdays? Like, do you get super into your birthday every year or is it like depending on the year? Or are you just not into birthdays at all? Um, No, I'm into birthdays. I'm into birthdays for like other people. Like I just like love like I love the thought of like, there's an excuse to like celebrate like a person like, and that everybody has that day. Like I'm, I never, I mean, so far no age like has gotten me like going in. I know some people said like going into the thirties sounded scary, but I was like, I got divorced like a few months before I turned 30. So it was like turning 30 was kind of like a big, I felt like momentous. It was like, okay, I spent most of my twenties, like I spent my twenties with my ex and now it's like a new decade, new thing. And then my thirties have been like, yeah, the thirties have been like the best ever. And I would have to agree. Like my thirties have been even, you know, with going through everything I've gone through, like I've been by far better than my twenties. Like you have your shit together a little bit more, like you make a little bit more money to enjoy. You make better decisions. You don't care as much about other people as you do just about like being happy yourself. So no, I would, the thirties are definitely, definitely better than my twenties for sure. Yeah. I think it's been a lot of just like realizing more of what's important in your life and like distancing yourself from the things that you don't need, like where you used to like, maybe just want like, not necessarily to please everyone, but like these friends, you wanted all the friendships and everything to work out and all this. And, and then now it's just kind of like, what's important to you is like, what's important to you. And it's a lot easier to just not give a shit, I guess, most of the time. (laughs) I completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, it's no secret that we're not actually recording on Wednesday. So your birthday (laughs) hasn't actually happened yet. It's in a couple days. Um, So I actually just want to know, and I'm only giving out that secret. What are you guys planning to do? Because you're still in Washington on your birthday. You come home the next day. 
Yes. So I will on my actual birthday. I'm not sure what we're going to do. There's not a lot open here in Yakima on Mondays. It's kind of like a sleepy day here. Um, but there is a Sunday night or a Monday night football game. The Seahawks are playing. So I feel like that was a a birthday gift to me and my quarterback, Russell Wilson, and I share the same birthday. So happy birthday to him too. Like (laughs) he's playing for me and us. That'll be (laughs) fun um, then. Yeah. And the day before, like Sunday is going to be like our actual, um, like celebration. Like we're doing a cake and we're making steaks for dinner and we're going to do wineries during the day. So more of a celebration Sunday. Okay. Um, but yeah, I go on and off with like how much I care about my birthday. Like this year, I feel like I've very much been like, I don't really care like what I do. And then all of a sudden the closer it gets to my birthday, like I kind of care more and more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah. And then when I get home, like that Saturday that I'm home, I'll, I'll try to do a little dinner with a few people or something, but, um, nothing super huge. Just, yeah. The closer it does get to my actual birthday, the more I'm like, I can't not celebrate. Like I'll regret it for 365 <laughs> days. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, cause I, since we didn't get to, cause it was like everything with COVID had gotten like really like strict again last December. So, yeah. I mean, we didn't go to dinner. We didn't do anything for my birthday yep. last year. So, um, so yeah, I didn't get to see any friends. I didn't get to like go out to dinner. And, um, I remember like, cause we always go to the same restaurant for my birthday, usually in Laguna beach. And I have like a favorite cocktail there. And I even like messaged them to like, I was like, Oh, maybe like Jeff could at least like make me the cocktail that I like. And so I remember I messaged them on Instagram to like, see if they would tell me like how to make, how to make it. it. And they basically said, Oh, it's okay. You can still come here and get it to go. I'm like, no, I want you to just tell me how I can make it. <laughs> so they wouldn't give me the recipe. I was so bummed. I was like, but it's my birthday and I want to make it. <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to follow all the rules. Just let like, me make I'm it from gonna, home. Like I have a thing where I'm like, I like getting like food to go and stuff, but like, if it's an expensive, like nice restaurant, like I'm not getting that to go. I'm no, not spending you all that enjoy money. it warm. Exactly. Yeah. It's not hot. It's not fr- like, I'm just, they're like, Oh, well, you could still celebrate your birthday with us. I'm like, yeah, we're not driving all the way to Laguna to pick up food, get home. And it's like a cold. cold. Steak and <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. There's no fun in that. No. So, but okay. Well, I hope you have a fun birthday celebration. Thank you. I hope I'm I do too. Sad. I can't be there. I know. I'll miss you. I'll FaceTime. But... I'll FaceTime you. I'll be like, this is what 35 looks like on me, Laura. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Yes, we did. It was nice. We um it's funny because my mom, like for a couple of days before, was like, we need to start making this now and this now. And my sister was very much like, no, that's what Thanksgiving's for. Like you don't prep anything, like you make everything that day. Like that's what that day is spent oh, doing. No. My mom's cooking every day for like four days. I think she doesn't want to be stressed out on Thanksgiving. She wants to be able to enjoy it too. And that's normally how my mom is, but my sister talked her into like, no, like that's the fun of Thanksgiving is we just cook all day. So they, my mom and my sister were the two that cooked the most. They were really cooking all day. And then I'd jump in and help with certain things. And my aunt would jump in and help. Um, But yeah, we just, it was actually for cooking everything that day it was super relaxing. Like we sat outside, my parents have like a little fire table and we had like Bloody Marys by the fire table and everybody worked out. Like they, the 
grown-ups, I say grown-ups, like my parents and my aunt and uncle went for a walk and my sister and I did Peloton. Like it was still super relaxing, you know, but the food was incredible. It was so good. It was such a good meal. I was turkey wasted at night. Like I was struggling to stay up until like eight. Like my sister and I watched a show at like seven, the show ended at eight. And I was like, okay, I'm going to bed now. (laughs) Eight o'clock, eight o'clock feels like it's not too early to go to bed. So good night. But no, it was really nice. What about you? Yeah, it was good. We went over to Jeff's mom's house and we, um, we got over there around like two o'clock and we just kind of hung out had champagne and charcuterie while we waited, had dinner, I think around five 30 ish. And then, um, yeah, it was really nice. We had a good time. I like love being able to have like Jeff's family and my parents there. So we kind of like, it's like killing two birds with one stone, but it actually like, we have fun, like being able to all be together and stuff versus just like doing like Thanksgiving one day with our family and then the next day with the other family and stuff like that. So, um, love that. And then, um, Jeff's aunt, she went and had Thanksgiving with, um, one of Jeff's other aunts. And then she came over when she was done with that. So she was over at like seven 38 and then we stayed and hung out with her for a little bit, had more champagne. And then, (laughs) um, and then, yeah, I was like falling asleep on the couch. So I was like, all right, time to go. So I just, something about being lazy and just eating and drinking all day <laughs> makes you exhausted. Thanks, it does. It really does. Like Thanksgiving, like the fact that the entire day revolves around food and drinks is like yep. the perfect excuse to go to bed early that night. Have you bought anything yet from any sales or anything? I haven't. I honestly haven't even looked besides like, I feel like so many people have sent me the vice or base or whatever nice. weekend or bag sale. Um, which is a great sale. Like 30% off is insane. That's like $30 off almost. I know know? a couple people got it for the, some of our listeners got it when they were doing the 50, it was like 50% off to the first 500 who bought it. Oh my God. So it was like such a good deal, but even the 30, I mean, I was stoked with my 20%. So oh yeah, (laughs) totally. No, but otherwise like there's nothing really I need. And even like Christmas shopping, like I basically like I'll get my mom, my dad, my sister, something like nothing like extravagant, but, and then, you know, my little nephew, my godson, I'll do something for him. But other than that, like, I don't really have, like, there's no kids in the family. Like there's not really anybody to like buy gifts for, and I don't really need to be spending money Um, on anything. What are you going to do for Mr. Marvelous? I don't know. So we've talked about gifts before where like when I first met him, like one of the things that kind of like intimidated me about him was like, he just seemed so much like bougier than me like like you know what I mean he's he's he is fancier than me and so I was like oh man like how is this gonna work like I remember scrolling through his Instagram and seeing a picture of like on his birthday he'd gotten something from like the Louis Vuitton store like it was a small bag it was probably like a wallet or something you know it's still it's not cheap and so I was like oh man like I don't shop like that like I'm like a Target girl an Amazon girl you know and um, so we had talked about that in the beginning. I was like, I think you're like so much like bougier than me. And he's like, no, like I, I like nice things, but not all the time. And he's like, I take really, really good care. Like he's a shoe guy. So he has a lot of nice shoes, like the night, I don't know guy shoes, but like Nike yeah. or whatever, but he takes really good care of them. That's the thing. I don't take care of my things. Like my things yeah. get trashed, you know, <laughs> but um, no, we did talk, we were talking in Vegas because Vegas was so nice. Like it was just like nice dinners and nice everything. And I was like, 
oh my God, like, don't feel like you have to do like anything else for my birthday. Like this feels like a birthday trip, you know, like it was so close to my birthday. And, um, we started talking about like gifts and he's like, yeah, no, like, I really like the idea of doing like something together, like as a gift, like an experience. And I was like, that's me too. Like, I would much rather be like, let's go to a spa day or let's do a weekend trip or something like that than an actual like physical gift. So hoping we can think of something fun to do like that instead of like the actual gift exchange. What do you and Jeff do? Or what did you do like early in your relationship? So first Christmas we, we went and we went to Nashville. That was like our, that was kind of the, how fun, like what we did. Um, so we went in like a few weeks after Christmas. Um, and I mean, it's so much easier. I mean, it's easier in a sense where I'm just like, Hey, tell me things you want. So he'll like give me a few things he wants and stuff. And, but, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I'm big on the experiences thing. I like doing like trips and cons. Like he always like my last two birthdays, he's given me like a trip and a concert kind of thing. Like a, like, Oh, we're going to go down to San Diego for a couple days. And like one see year this concert. Yeah. One year we went to San Diego to go to see Paul McCartney. And then the next year for my birthday, it was to go to San Diego to see, um, like Def Leppard and poison and how fun, uh, Joan Jett and stuff. And I was, uh, but that's been con- like canceled now twice and rescheduled <laughs> for next September. He's so, like, look, that's your Christmas gift this year too. I don't even yeah. need to re- <laughs> I know. That's what I told him. I was like, don't think because it hasn't happened. You, you don't have to like, <laughs> you can get away with no gift. Yeah. So that has, was literally two birthdays ago. He gave me that. I don't even remember last year what he gave me during the pandemic. I don't remember what my birthday gift was last year, but yeah, it's usually, I mean, it's, we try to give each other ideas, but if not, we just usually do like kind of the experience thing. Oh, last yeah. year it was the trip to uh, Yosemite. That's what my birthday oh, was. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. How nice. Yeah. I, um, it's, it's crazy. Like, I know we've talked on the podcast about like love languages and like understanding how people like express you know, love or whatever. And it's like, yeah, obviously gifts is like the bottom of mine, but for somebody that it is important to, it's like, it's really hard because you want to like, you know, show them that, but it's more of them too. Like if that's how they show their appreciation or love or whatever is with gifts, then that's like on them too, you know, cause my, even my ex husband was big on gifts and it always made me like super uncomfortable. Like, I think it can make you uncomfortable too. Like when you're so financially tied to somebody that, you know, that the gifts that they're giving are like gifts that they can't afford to be giving. Uh-huh. And that's like an uncomfortable. So when you're in a marriage with somebody and your finances are together and they're buying gifts for you that like, you know, you're, you know, you shouldn't be paying this have to money pay on up. a gift. <laughs> exactly. Like it makes it really, really hard. Um, so yeah, it's like kind of nice now not to like, not to know, like we're not like intertwined financially whatsoever. Yeah. Like I would never want anybody I'm ever with to feel like they need to go in debt over me at all. Yeah. Um, but it, it's also kind of like refreshing just not to know and to hope like they're smart enough to know, like, let's not go into debt trying to impress somebody, you know? Do you guys have plans to do anything for your birthday or like, is there any like, oh, we're going to go to dinner this night or do anything like that? Or was so we haven't really, we haven't really talked too much. I know we're going to get together that Thursday 
that I'm home because he doesn't come home until Wednesday. I don't know what we'll do. And then that Saturday, um, we were going to go to dinner and see, you know, if a few other people want to go. So I'm not really sure. Um, we haven't talked about it too much. He's super busy in Texas right now with his family and one of his friends is visiting. So we try to like check in throughout, you know, each day a little bit, but like I'm busy doing things here and he's busy doing. So we definitely don't talk as much as we normally do do. like at home. Um, just because we're like, that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Like we're supposed to be spending time with our families. So, um, yeah, like we check in like right first thing in the morning or like right at the end of the day or like a couple texts throughout the day, but, um, definitely not, not talking as often as we would just if we were like home normally. Sure. Um, shoot, I forgot my question. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think we need a pup date because I saw something on your stories today that made me so excited. Oh my God, you guys, how do you possibly look at four puppies and say, I don't want that one. I want that one. Like so hard. And so hard. Ne- Cause you guys are number two, as far as your choice. Correct. So there's one person before you, did they already pick theirs or no? They have, they have not, they've expressed interest on the photo based on photos but okay. they have not actually gone there and like picked it out yet. Um, so are they going ahead of time to pick or are they going the day they take the puppy home and picking? That I don't know. Okay. So long story short. So Kylie went out there this morning. Um, she FaceTimed us like this morning and it was hard cause we didn't, what she had said, like, there's a good chance we might not have like a great connection cause it's on like a farm in the middle of nowhere And so it was like, we're trying to FaceTime and it's like super like pixelated and like kind of choppy and saying it. And then, um, so we FaceTimed like maybe five minutes and then she sent me a ton of texts and pictures right off the bat though. Jeff and I both like, liked one puppy. Like we were like, okay, she looks super sweet. Like it was just, I don't know, like, but we both like immediately felt that. Um, but the, it was hard because like the puppies weren't marked. So like we already aren't sure what it was just like, it was kind of weird in a sense. Like, it's like, Oh, well, I don't know. And then the girl basically said, she's like, honestly, if she wants to just like pick when she goes, she can. So she's basically saying like, if we don't want to pick like in advance. just photos and videos, when I go out there on the 17th or the 18th, um, basically of the three that are left. So the other person will have picked by then. And we'll just say, I'll just be able to pick which one I want of the three which you might feel better doing. Like, it'll be hard not having Jeff there unless you can FaceTime him. I know. But like, you probably will get a better feeling, like actually seeing their little personalities and, you know, the one that runs to you or whatever, you know? Yeah. In another three weeks, they're going to be like so much more like, cause like even now, like they're still so little and like they play for like a few minutes, but then they're like exhausted. <laughs> oh my gosh. They looked so cute though. Every single one of them. I know. So sweet. I have to post more photos and videos today because I'm just like dying. Cause they're like so freaking cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was hoping to have like, okay, I'm, I definitely want this one and this will be its name, but I just don't think we're going to be in that place yet. But it, I'm just like, getting to see them all and everything was just like so cute. Oh my gosh. They're adorable. And how big, cause there's three different sizes of golden doodles, right? Aren't there like miniature standard and mini medium and standard. And or you guys got medium standard. 
Standard. Okay. About the biggest size. So it'll grow to be like how many pounds? They say on average 70 ish, but like, but Kylie who has a medium is hers is more in the standard size. Like she got like, Oh boy. So I think it's just, you just don't know. I mean, yeah, but get what you got. Yeah. But I mean, we're, uh, our pups parents are like a full bred, like golden retriever and a full bred, um, poodle standard poodle. So, um, so I mean, it should be a fairly big dog, but so cute. I can't wait for puppy time. I know. So I probably won't have like, I guess most likely much more updates if I, I mean, if something happens, I will, but I have a feeling like it's going to be kind of like just, just a waiting, waiting game. until I get there and then I'll have all the puppy updates. Can you imagine our podcast episodes like starting in January? Like we're gonna, just going to be chit-chatting on the podcast and background. It's just going to be this little puppy like crying or like whimpering. <laughs> like, please pay attention to me. We're, we're going to need to add a third podcast host. <laughs> the puppy. The puppy. Oh, so cute. Um, so excited. I mean, well, I guess you've been in Washington since we last recorded so I'm sure there's not really much Mr. Marvelous updates no not many Mr. Marvelous updates just like we check in when we can and send each other like we send each other like our dinner plate pictures last night and (laughs) and all of that but um yeah we talk like I was gonna say have you guys FaceTimed at all like with your families we actually no we actually haven't FaceTimed once I don't think since we've been here but both of us like our schedule he's two hours ahead too which makes it hard Uh um we were both working too so we haven't FaceTimed but we um like before he goes to bed he'll call most nights or like first thing in the morning sometimes but once his friend his friend from Georgia drove to go have Thanksgiving with them and once he got there he kind of like, I think your time, like when it's just your parents, you have like more time to like step away and yeah. like make a phone call when it's like your friend that's there. You're like, you kind of have to like entertain your friends. So it's totally fine with me. I'm like busy with my family too, but he, he calls or texts when he can and same with me, but, um, no, like, yeah, we haven't FaceTimed or anything with the family yet, but my mom and dad, everybody's had like a ton of questions. Like everybody wants to know, you know, Yeah. so my, my mom was so cute. Like, she made a comment the other day. She was like, I think it's so cute. Like that. He like put, make such an effort to call and that you guys are like on the phone a lot. Cause especially before his friend got there, like we were talking on the phone uh-huh. a lot. And it's funny because I didn't even think about it. I'm like, you know, I'm not a phone person, yeah. but like my ex-husband and I like never talked on the phone ever. Like I would come visit my parents alone and like, we'd like maybe text once a day or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then even MBM, like we, never talked on the phone ever so I think she like she can like see how like there's like sparks in my eyes like like, I'm like so it's such like a happy thing and she's like oh I love that you guys like talk on the phone and it's so sweet and she has all kinds of questions like she like just this the mom thing like what does he do where do his parents live what do they do blah 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 yeah so it's like that whole that whole phase right now um so it's a lot of fun and I got to Phil, my sister, because my sister and I haven't really talked about him even. So like we went out Thanksgiving Eve, we went to a brewery, just the two of us. And I like gave her the whole lowdown on him. And it's a lot of fun. Oh, cute. Yeah. It's fun. I still think you guys need to like FaceTime with the fam. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, I like get him on FaceTime and it's like my parents and my sister, my aunt and uncle behind me. Like, sorry, buddy. Yeah. You should tell him like, Hey, do you want to FaceTime? And then when he FaceTimes you have your dad answer. <laughs> we should play family feud. It should be like mine. And then his on his yeah. just family feud style. Oh, that would be funny. So how is, I know you were doing so well your first week on personal points on WW. How's that going? Um, still going really well. I've still been fully tracking and everything. I haven't really gotten back into doing like the activity stuff yet. Um, but I have been tracking every day. I didn't track on Thanksgiving. I had already told myself like I wasn't, I was just gonna like basically calculate a full amount of points for the day so that like, it didn't give me rollovers or anything like that, but I wasn't going to sit there and like measure and figure out everything I ate. I was like, I'm just going to enjoy the day. I'm not going to go crazy. And yeah, I might've had like a couple more glasses of champagne than I would have had I been tracking (laughs) or things like that. But overall, like, I was just like, I'm just going to enjoy my Thanksgiving. I had like a healthy breakfast, something that would hold me over until we went out, like, instead of like going, like, going out for breakfast or something like that. But, um, yeah, I feel really good. I did forget to weigh in yesterday because so then I was like, okay, well, I don't want to weigh in this morning. (laughs) So just give it one more week. Yeah. I was like, it's really not a big deal. So I was like, it's not, yeah, I totally forgot to weigh in yesterday. I was like, oh shoot, it's Thursday. I was supposed to weigh in, but, um, (laughs) yeah, but it's, I'm, well, I've been tracking everything. It was like, cause Wednesday night, we always go out the night before Thanksgiving. So we had like gone out for barbecue and then like, um, and we had also gone to a brewery that day with uh, Brian and Annie. So it was like, oh, I was doing a lot. We've been doing like a little bit more, which is like always like shocking to track. Yeah. But I'm doing good. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely making better decisions than I was when I wasn't tracking. So Do you feel like you're like in a good groove right now? Like, because you've been tracking consistently aside from Thanksgiving, like it's just a no brainer now to go in and track and like, think about things differently when you are out or are you still getting used to that? Yeah, no, I definitely feel like I'm in a pretty good habit of it. I was, um, I actually was just because I did plan on tracking my breakfast yesterday. And when I went in to track this morning, my coffee and stuff like that, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I forgot to track my breakfast yesterday. But <laughs> other than that, I've been really good at like remembering everything. And like, like even, I think I had even told you like when we had gone out like last Saturday, like even buzzed and stuff, like I'd have another drink and I'd like go into my app and plug it in there yep. and stuff. So I do feel That's like such I've... a good feeling when you have like that, when you're aware and you're like deciding to make healthier choices and, you know, starting to care more. Cause I'm, I'm definitely there too. Not as good as you, but I've been wanting to play around with the app and tracking. And, you know, now that like all my zero point foods, I've had 200 zero point foods since I've started WW, you mm-hmm. know? And so like, yeah. it's kind of a shock for me. Um, so kind of getting used to like, okay, eggs are two points now. Like, all, you know, all these things, even my creamer has points now, like things like that. Um, I'm definitely trying to track, like I tracked Thanksgiving, like not because I was actually trying to like, like diet on Thanksgiving because I wasn't, but just because I wanted to like enter everything that I could remember having to see like how many points really was that day, you know? Cause like you, like, I feel like I didn't go overboard for Thanksgiving. Like if we ate like that every day, that wouldn't be sure. good, but I also don't feel like I really went crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I've been trying with tracking, like experimenting with it, making like, it's hard when you're on vacation because 
you have, you know, dinners already planned to eat together. And then you go out to a winery during the day and you eat lunch there or whatever, which makes it hard. But any meals, like we talked about last week, like any meals where I can do better or try harder or make a better decision on like that, that is something that I've been trying really hard to do. Yeah. And then I will pat myself on the back for my workouts. I am getting back on like the everyday workout train. And I think yesterday I hit a five. So good. And it feels so good. Like I think yesterday I hit my five day streak. Uh So like for five days in a row, I've done my workouts. So this will be day six. And I feel so good when I do it. Like my arms hurt, my legs hurt, but like in a good way, like they're like shaky hurt, you know? Yeah. And, um, it just feels so good to be getting back into it and to like make that a priority again. I feel like being with my family helps a lot when I'm here because they're all like so good at working out. Like my sister's like a beast with Peloton stuff. And then my mom and dad are so good about every single day. Each one of them go and walk about four miles a day. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like sometimes I couldn't even like imagine working, walking four miles a day. And I'm like, I'm 35. Like I should probably like at least be on their level, if not more. (laughs) (laughs) So it is like motivating to be here. And like, while I'm laying on the couch, my mom's going for a walk. I'm like, I might as well get my butt up and, and exercise. So it's definitely, definitely motivating. And it does feel good to move. That's for sure. I need, I need to get my butt on the bike. I feel like it's, I'm just like, every month just wasting 40 bucks and not riding. So just baby steps like yesterday, because sometimes I overwhelm myself because I love the hardcore on the floor program. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it, some days it feels overwhelming because you have a core workout to do and then a 20 minute workout and then a 10 minute workout. And then you still have to get on your bike. And it's like some days, like when you just don't feel like working out, like an hour plus just sounds like so much. Yeah. So yesterday was that day. It sounded like too much. So I was like, I'm not going to do the hardcore on the floor stuff. I'm just going to do a ride. Well, I've been obsessed with doing the, um, the arms and lightweights after a ride because Uh it just feels so freaking good. Like my arms die afterwards. And so my sister was like, we'll do an arms, do an intervals ride. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I don't think I've ever done that. So I did a tune day 30 minute. Like it was like a four minute long song where you rode and then like a four minute song of like just arms and that back and forth of like splitting it up where you're not just like riding the whole time and breaking it up with arms felt so, it went by so fast. So are you still riding while you're doing arm stuff? You're still riding. Yeah. Like she tells you like what to put the the resistance at and what your cadence should be at. So you are still like moving your legs too. Um, but it's just like your mind is focused on your arms for that yeah. song. So you're not like thinking about it. And, and the resistance is really low when you're doing that too. So yeah. it doesn't feel like as hard, but no, I swear that 30 minutes flew by. And that's probably my new favorite type of ride. Those interval rides where like, uh-huh. if I don't feel like doing the hardcore, like I'll do that because it, I like when it's broken up, it makes it go by so much faster. Have you done a boot camp ride yet? I've only done one or two. And I like, I feel like because it's so hard to clip in and clip out, it kind of like throws me off a little bit, but I do want to do more of them because same thing. I like the breaking it up yeah. thing where it doesn't feel like you're just riding for 30 minutes. I've only done, I did like one with Cody and, um, I like, I felt like it flew by. That was what I liked. Like, I felt like it was like such a quick workout. Yes. Yeah. Definitely need to do more of those, but I'm, definitely like on my Peloton train again. I just feel like 
I think it's like the mental thing of like getting on it, like in putting on my leggings and putting on my socks and like mentally telling myself I have to work out is like the exhausting part. But when I'm done, I feel so good. Yeah. Um, that like that, like, I love the burn. Like I love when my legs like shake and I'm tired and like that good burn that you feel like, you know, you like did something good for yourself. Like it, it's addicting. Like once you do get started on it, you know, yeah. oh, I need to, if you could give me some of that Peloton, Peloton juju, and I'll give you some dub dub tracking. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, let's swap some of it. <laughs> so we can both, we'll, have we'll a both be on it. Yes, please. So this week, um, we decided a topic that we wanted to talk about was advice. Like we give advice. We don't always take advice that we give. We are given (laughs) the best advice. Like, and it's funny because you can remember good advice. Like when you are given good advice by somebody important in your life, like you will remember it like forever. So we decided it would be fun to ask you guys what the best advice that you've ever been given was and we got so many good responses like so many of these little tidbits were so awesome and they're things that a lot of them I've been told too but I think like just sometimes getting advice advice from a specific person at a specific time in your life like it will stick with you forever and that's what I think so many of these things are so I thought it'd be fun to go through some of them and share some of the advice and you know if there's anything we feel drawn to talk about, we'll, we'll give it, we'll give it a whirl. All right. So the first person wrote, oh, oh, I love this. So a little backstory on her, her name is Lizzie and she is one of my friends, friends. I just met her recently. And when I met her, she also shared this story. So basically her mom gave her this advice and I'll read it. It says, always give back, donate money. If you don't have money to give, you can always give items you no longer use. If you don't have items to give, you can always give your time. There's always a way to give back to the community. So her mom taught her this from like a young age. She talked about how she grew up, you know, in this, you know, Southern Texas town, like right above the border. And her mom would like drop her off at like these volunteer places as a teenager with her friends to volunteer. And that's always been a part of her life. So she shared a story about how her mom um, has dementia, I believe right now and had a little bit of extra money. So she gave her and her brother, I think, I hope I'm not butchering the story, um, a little bit of extra money. And the only part of the deal was like, you need to do something with this money to give back. Like, please just don't take it to the mall and spend it on yourself, like use it to give back. So she ended up picking a cause and throwing a party where, you know, people, donated money at the party to this cause and through I just thought that was the coolest idea like I loved it yeah and I think like as I don't have kids but like as a parent to teach your kids that is so important like it's not always about you like there's and like she said like even if you don't have money like you have time if you don't have time you have clothes that don't fit you anymore like there's always something you can do to give back to your community yeah, that was a big thing. Like when I worked at the university, cause I obviously I worked with alumni and stuff and a lot of people like always assume like giving back means like financially and like, don't realize that like, no, it's like, cause people be like, oh, I don't have the money to give. And it's like, okay, well, we're not just looking for people to give like financially. Like we want people who like can give their time and things like that as well, because time can be just as a lot of times, like somebody like being a mentor or something like that time is going to be more memorable and impactful to them than a check. Exactly. So I think that's great. Like I know when, um, 
like for, so when my, after my grandma um, passed away from Alzheimer's, we like became super involved with um, Alzheimer's Orange County. And um, I've fundraised with them every year since. And a few of the years we've done like a bit, we have like a big like bunko party and we, we end up getting like different people in the community to like donate prizes. And then we raise, I mean, we've raised usually at least around a thousand dollars and stuff at the party to be able to like give back and stuff. So yeah, there's definitely like so many cool ways you can give back, whether it's like financially or items you have and if not just your time. So there's well, and I think so even many. like the part about your time, there were so many organizations, which for the last year to two years, you couldn't give your time because of COVID Yeah, where now they're opening up, you know, the ability to start giving your time again. And I think it's so important that if there is somewhere in your community where you can give your time or something that's important to you, like my sister recently started volunteering at the, um, humane society here in Yakima and she's told me like yeah it's it's heartbreaking there's just like all these animals that are just waiting for like somebody to love them you know yeah and um but they're just I'm sure they get money left and right because people love animals and they will write a check to the humane society or whatever but they don't have as equal of people as they do like checks, you know? So if you don't have people, like who's going to walk the dogs, who's going to clean them, who's going to answer the phones to allow somebody to come um, adopt a dog. So you can definitely give in so many ways. And I think that's really important to remember. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) I thought you were going to read the next one. Oh no, sorry. Um, When I was eight, when I was 18, one of my all time favorite old guys told me not to worry about what I was going to do with my life which was pretty opposite from what everyone else was telling me as I was about to start my freshman year of college. He said, look, you're going to retire when you're in your sixties and you want the gold watch for 25 years of service at a company, LOL, such a different time. So count backwards from there. You don't really need to be in that job until you're 35. You have plenty of time. (laughs) Which I think that sticks with so many people because there is such a pressure when you're like a junior senior in high school of like where are you going to go for college figure it out what are you going to major in what do you want to do when you grow up like yeah and your kids still at 17 18 years old I know it's so hard like because yeah I was never I mean I went to college right after high school and everything but I know I mean in high school I thought I wanted to be a teacher that was what I started out going to school for um And I definitely, but it's like so much like, you know, what, how are you supposed to expect a 17, 18 year old to know like what the heck they want to do with their life? It's, you don't even know anything. Like I still every day am learning about these jobs that are out there that like, I never knew was a job, like, um, except like the teacher, fireman, policeman, like all the basic jobs, but like there is a job for everything. And there's so much stuff you just don't even know exists. Exactly. Because it's like, I think back now, it's like, I remember like at one point, like talking to somebody who was like a producer for a radio station or a podcast or so. And I was just like, like, that's something like thinking about what they do. I was like, that's something I would have loved to do. I didn't know what the heck, like, I don't know, like all these behind the scene jobs that make something happen that you just don't know about. And I mean, I guess that advice says you don't need to be in that job until you're 35. Well, I guess I just got in a new job at 36. So hopefully, hopefully there that you works go. out. <laughs> it is hard. I, I was the same way. I, I forever thought I wanted to be a teacher because I feel like growing up, you don't 
know, like you're not in school to learn about business. You don't know how many, like you just know as a child, like the, like you said, the nurses, the doctors, the dentists, the teachers, the normal like jobs you think of as a child and you think you have to pick one of those. And then you end up going to school for business and you're like, Oh, there's a world out there of things like you just don't think about. But like you said, there's a job for everybody. And I think putting pressure on anybody at 16, 17, 18 years old to have that figured out is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I still all the time. I'm like, I don't like where I always tell Jeff, like, I'm like, you're so fortunate where like you went to school for like a certain thing and you just like graduated and you like got into that thing. And that's like what you do. I was, his job is like, he went to school for something so specific where like, I went to school for business. Like, what does that mean? Like, same. Yeah. Where do I go after getting a business degree? I can go anywhere. So it's hard, but, um, yeah, I definitely don't think it's fair for us to put the pressure on kids to like, know what they want to do and that they should feel discouraged about it. Exactly. They have plenty of time to, to figure out what they love and what they want to spend the rest of their life doing. Yeah, exactly. All right. What's the next one? So the next one, not sure how much you're going to want to comment on this, but it's from one of our favorite married couples. Our pastor told us to have the kind of sex that would make Jesus root us on. (laughs) Can you imagine? I feel like I don't want to call them out. I'm just going to say like they're our favorite married couple on Instagram. Um, Can you imagine sitting there like in like, I don't know, I don't go to church. So I don't know when you would sit with a a pastor to talk about this. But can you imagine like sitting on the opposite side of your pastor and he's like, just make sure y'all have the kind of sex that Jesus is going to be cheering you on. Like, I don't even know what kind of sex that is, but that's hilarious. (laughs) And I love it. And I love their pastor. That's so funny. Oh my God. I love, I love, I think I know who you're talking about. I will need confirmation after this. and (laughs) I will confirm after. (laughs) So good. I love it. If you are thinking about starting something, just start it because you won't regret it. I agree. I think it's hard sometimes because depending on what you want to start, there's so many obstacles, like it might take money or you might need other people's buy-in or whatever. But I think the part about not regretting something that you want to do is, is big. And like, look at us, like we have, we've watched like our friends do huge things, like have this crazy, even us with the podcast, like have this crazy idea of like, I want to do it. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want to do it. And then have we ever regretted doing this podcast? No, I, this is literally one of the highlights of my week. It's an excuse for us to hang out all the time. It's an excuse for us to catch up and, um, we get to share it with like other people and it's just, I love this. And I mean, and and that doesn't even have to be something financial, like, or not financially, but like a business thing. I mean, that could be literally me getting on my Peloton. (laughs) Exactly. Like you want to start writing your Peloton. You want to start reading a book a month. Like anything like yeah you want to get back going to getting back into a healthier lifestyle you're not going to regret it like it's it definitely could be looked at in so many ways I love that exactly um so my grandma always told me other people's opinions of you are none of your business and then so we got this one from so many people like so many people basically in you know maybe a few different words wrote this same Uh thing and I love this advice it's sometimes really hard to take, but I love it. 
Absolutely. Especially, I mean, and obviously like it depends on the person because there are some people you care more than others on their opinion of you, but I love that other people's opinion of you is none of your business. I love that. And I love, I've always, I've also heard people say like, don't let anybody live rent free in your head, uh-huh. um, which I think kind of goes in line with that. And I, I love that. I think it's human nature to want people to like you and to want people to like understand you and to like know what you mean. And, you know, but like when, when push comes to shove, like their opinion of you is none of your business. You can't convince yeah. them to like you. It's none of your business to make them like you or make them understand you. So you just got to keep it moving and not let their opinions live rent free in your head. If it's they don't almost, see you the way you are. It's almost like when I randomly discover, like I go to like somebody's Instagram or something and I notice that they don't follow me anymore or something. And I start getting yes. like super like, what the heck? Like, and then I'm like, what did I do? Who cares? Like, it's like the quote I love that um, you could be the juiciest peach in the world, but not everybody is going to love peaches. It's I like so true. I always love that. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And when you do, because nobody, nobody doesn't care what people think about them all the time. Nobody is that self-aware and that okay that they don't ever let it bother them like even the people that say this you know this the most and try to live this way like you're there's going to be times where you are affected by somebody's opinion of you but if you try to live your life where you don't obsess over that and worry about that like you're going to be an overall happier healthier person in general yep I agree um comparison is the thief of joy that has always been a favorite of mine. I think that is always the quote I look back on um, when thinking of like Instagram, like Agreed. and social media as a whole, Not like just how it's so easy for, cause I do, I've always been pretty good at like not letting other, what other people are doing in their life and stuff like that bother you. But it's, it's, easy to compare yourself. And that's why I'm always like, just remember Instagram and Facebook, all these places are like people's highlight reel, but it's so easy to like compare yourself when you're seeing what other people are doing with their life. Other people are losing weight. They're going on these vacations. They have these jobs and this and that. And it's, I think it's really good to like, it just, it's not worth it. Yeah. And and Instagram isn't the Truman show. You're not watching people's 24 hour, you know, what happens in their life for, you know, every 24 hours of every day, you're watching what they want you to watch, which is the fun stuff. Like I wouldn't want anybody to watch while I'm like lounging on the couch for an entire Saturday being like the laziest in the whole entire world. So I'm not going to show you that, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm only, I'm not going to show you when I'm like arguing with my sister or like whatever, like I'm going to show you like the highlights. So exactly, you should just assume that everybody else is doing the same too. And don't compare, be happy for other people. And what they're wanting to show you because that's what they want. They want you to be happy for them. They want you to be like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Just like you want other people to do for you. So don't let it affect you or think you're less than anyone else because they're on vacation and you're not. Exactly. Um, you attract the energy you put out, whether it's positive or negative. I completely agree with this. Yeah. It's like, How that's often- why they, isn't that kind of why it's, it's like, I guess this saying doesn't really go with that. I was going to say misery loves company, but it's like, that's the people that kind of like are just always putting off that like negative energy. You're like only going to look at the like negative side of things. You're only like, that's what you're like attracting. And I totally believe that 
the energy I, you put out there attracts the same. I kind think of this is like probably not the one of the number ones on this list of advice that I think is like great advice to take because you can feel it. Like when you are hanging out with people in your life who have a negative energy and put out negativity in the world, you don't notice in that moment that you're doing the same thing as well until you start hanging out with positive people and then you start putting positive energy out totally. in the world. Negative energy, like it sucks the life out of you. Literally. It does. It totally, I mean, I say literally, it doesn't literally, but (laughs) it really does suck the life out of you. It does. And then you find yourself, I mean, even with my, my ex, like I remember he was, he's just a negative person in general. Like it's just, he just is. And so then I started becoming that way and I'd be that way at work. Like I'd be super negative about everything at work and I'd be you know, just super negative in my life. And then, you know, this last year has been, I've surrounded myself with positive people where instead of going home every day and hearing how bad I hate my job and I hate this and I hate that, whatever, I'm hearing like positive things from the people I'm surrounding myself with. So then I'm more positive at work and I'm more positive with my friend groups. And I'm just in general of a person like, and even, I know we talk about social media a lot, but same thing. Like if you're following somebody and you're watching somebody's stories every day who just like complains left and right and nothing's ever positive, like maybe, you know, like switch, switch up who you're choosing to follow, what stories you're choosing to follow. Cause if you're, con- if you're spending a lot of time on social media, you better make sure that the content you're consuming is positive content. If you want to go put that yep. back out into the world. Exactly. Exactly. So it doesn't have to be either, or it can be both. And so it doesn't have to be wine or champagne. It can be wine and and champagne. champagne. Great (laughs) advice. But I think, I think this is good too, because it's, I think, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Like I either have to settle down and get married and have kids, or I need to be single for the rest of my life and travel doesn't have to be either or it can be yeah. both I feel like that might be like a really bad extreme example but I know what you're another... saying like there are yeah, instances like you... where you don't have to choose one or the other like you can have both you don't have to fit yourself into like a box or a bubble like you can you can do everything and anything you want with your life yep and this one I haven't always been good about but I am much better now wear sunscreen wear sunscreen. <laughs> this, this is funny that this, somebody wrote this as like the best advice they've ever been given because you just don't think about it as advice. Like you think, I mean, it is advice, but you don't think about it, but this is like probably the number one piece of advice that my mom has pushed on us yeah. because my mom, my mom was a nurse. She worked as a nurse for a derma surgeon and spent most of her career cutting skin cancer cancer out of people. And, you know, and so she always pushed this Well, as teenagers, we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're fine. You know? And like, I didn't understand, like I have light eyes, light hair, light skin. I'm not made to be like super tan. It's never going to happen without causing like skin damage, you know? Um, so now, you know, like I am so good about this now. Like I will do the hat thing. I'll do the sunscreen, my chest still fries. Like it doesn't fry, but it gets red to the point that like everybody around us will freak out and tell me yeah. like I'm fried <laughs> every time I'm like, I swear it's just the heat. Um, but no, I do think wearing sunscreen is great advice. And especially the older I get, the more I care about yes. my skin too. And unfortunately you kind of don't care until later in yeah. life when like the damage has already been done. Yep. Agreed. 
if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Do you remember what this movie was from or what that no, quote it's was from, from? Bambi. It's so cute. Yeah. You don't have anything nice to say. Don't, don't say, say anything, anything at, all. at all. Little flower. That was another, Wait, that was it flower another, who says that? Was it? Was it flower? I think it was flower. Yeah. So it wasn't thumper. Yeah, I think it was flower. Oh my gosh, that movie's so cute. But that was another one that my mom used to say to us as kids all the time. And it's such good advice. I mean, I would probably be a lot more quiet of a person. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't always have the nicest things to say. But, but I th- yeah, I, that's I think part of my charming personality. S- and that's such a sweet thing to um, teach kids too, though. Like when they're going to, you know, elementary school, like to kind of teach that as a, like a motto to your kids. Like if it's not nice, don't say it. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with the, uh, the golden rule that don't, uh, what's the golden rule? Don't treat others the way you don't want to treat treated. others the way you want to be treated yeah. or something. I think that's look at us. Rule. I know <laughs> it's kind of just those like just- basic ones you teach your kids. So <laughs> all right listen to your gut instincts they are usually right how do you feel about that one yes they are like I think so too oh yeah I can't I mean so much of my life I mean in my relationships with my ex like husband and stuff like there's so many that you just like have those gut feelings and like you really need to listen and it's so easy when you like you get like in the zone and you're really like you're, you try to ignore them, you try to push them away, and then you later get proven that they were right and you should have listened to them. There's a reason you're feeling that way. Like that, that feeling doesn't just like come into I, your head. Like there, there was something that triggered that in you. Why? And you can also feel your, feel yourself battling yourself when you go, when you're trying to go against them. Yeah. Like when you, when you know your gut instinct with a situation and in your mind, you're trying to go against that, like you feel it in your body. Like you can tell that like you're fighting like with your instincts and this may not turn out the way you want it to turn out, but I think that is good advice. And I think it's so true. Yep. Uh, take the good and leave the rest, but believe in the best intent. Take the good, take the good and leave the rest. Okay. So like appreciate the good. If anything, not good's in your life, just leave it. Yeah. But then believe like even the, even the not so good believe that there was good intent. Is that what that means? I guess so. I think that's good. Yep. If I understood it right. Yep. Curiosity (laughs) may have killed the cat, but it didn't do shit to George. Who's George? (laughs) Curious George. Oh, curiosity. I was, like, I was like, who's George? So curiosity may have killed the cat, but it didn't do shit to George. That's funny. I forgot about curious. Um, never force emotions with someone. If it happens, it happens. That, um, I could, yeah, that, I mean, it wouldn't in the dating game. I mean, I obviously did the dating game a lot more than you. You somehow get lucky just like not having to date much. You just get into these relationships, but, um, it was definitely a lot of battles of like really having like strong feelings and like trying to force something to happen when it's like, okay, clearly this guy's not that into you. Like, it's just, you well, I think just... there was even a little bit of like that with MBM. I mean, granted, there were also like false promises on his end, like yeah. that gave me like this, like, 
dangling hope at the end of the road, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think there was even a little bit of that. And yeah, if if I would have had that mentality since day one of like, don't force something like it's not the right time. Like if it happens, it happens. Like it probably wouldn't have ended as bad as it did for me, you know, but I just kept holding on to this hope that like even day after day, like it never got better. And yep. I think that's good advice. I think, I think that is very hard advice to take though, especially when you are looking for somebody or you do want to make it work with somebody like just in your mind being like, I'm not going to force it. This isn't working. Like it is what it is. And then like, that's really hard for people to do. Yeah, I agree. Um, travel, you can make money back, but time can't be replaced. Amen. Um, I wish I traveled more. Like I wish I traveled. Like I do a lot of like weekend trips, like California trips or, you know, I've been to Utah and things like that, but like, I don't travel far and I wish I did. Like I, I know you've done the Europe thing and yeah. So right after I got divorced, um, that was like, my big thing was, I was like, I am going to Europe. I'm taking like three weeks a month, I'm going to Europe and I'm going to like travel and stuff. Cause I, before that I had, um, only place I'd been out of the country besides like Mexico was to Australia. Cause I had wanted that trip to Australia, but I was like, I want to go to Europe. I want to see like other countries and stuff. And so that was, I sold my, I sold my wedding ring and that paid for me to go to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have travel. Travel needs to be in my future for sure. Um, I think the number one place that I want to go, like if I had to decide somewhere right now would be Iceland. Like I want to go to Iceland so bad. Yeah, I really do too. I want to go see the Northern Lights and I want to, yeah, I want to go there so bad. There's a couple places. um, So when I went to Europe, I went to London, Ireland, Amsterdam, Germany, um, Austria, and Italy. Oh, and Prague in the Czech Republic. Um, but I, I remember there were some people that we had met on our trip that after Italy, they were going to go to like Switzerland and stuff. And I remember like, we all became friends on social media and stuff and like seeing their trip in Switzerland. I was like, oh my God, I want to go there so bad. So that's definitely on my list too. It looks like so, like so many of these places in Europe, like you feel like you're in like on a movie set, like you're like, these call like what is this like place that I'm in like it just doesn't seem real but yeah it does I love it I think traveling is worth like that's like you said like I think over material things like to me the experiences and travel and stuff like that is like totally worth it agreed you are never too old to start something new or dream a new dream I feel like we kind of touched on that above and I agree yep hundred percent. Yeah. I do feel like we kind of already talked about that, but I, yeah, I always think like, if there's something you want to do, never too old to start. Never. Um, you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything. This is good advice because it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Cause it kind of, it's kind of funny being repeated like after that last one, which is kind of like, you can do anything you want, Yeah, which is true. You can't, you can do anything you want, but you can't do everything. You're one person. You have 24 hours in a day. And I think that's what it means more than anything. It's not saying you can't do something. It's just like, sometimes you do have to pick and choose. <laughs> uh, take exactly. off your makeup at night. Did you hear me? Oof. How good are you in the sun? 
Oh, you did hear me. Okay. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. I thought we had a little bit of a delay or something. Sorry. Zoom, zoom problems. (laughs) Um, yeah, no. Um, How good are you with this advice? I'll tell you right now. I'm wearing mascara right now from yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Um, man. I, I would say I'm good at it. 70, 80% of the time. Okay. I feel like I'm good at it most nights, but like in the most simple way, like a Neutrogena makeup wipe because I have white sheets and I don't want to wake up with like orange and black sheets in the morning. So I will, but the whole like night care skin routine, like making sure you do all that every night, super not good at, like need to be better. That was one of my like new year's resolutions this year was I was going to do that. Started out good and did not so good, but it is I know advice. I end up I get all these like new face products and everything and I start like saying I'm going to do this whole night routine and it lasts for like a month or so and then that's it <laughs> <laughs> Def- definitely good advice somehow the end of the day comes too soon and it feels really hard to do oh yeah like last night I remember <laughs> literally I laid in bed and I was like oh I forgot to wash my face and it's like especially when I like go out or it was like a holiday so I have like a little bit more makeup on than usual kind of thing. And so then I was like, those are the nights I really want to like take my makeup off. And I was just like, oh, damn it. I forgot. <laughs> uh, don't spend more than you have and stay out of debt. Yes. So we've talked about this before. Yep. And I feel like we all make mistakes when we're young, when we get yep. our first credit card or we start making our own money and we just want to spend it. But oh my God, how good does it feel not to have to pay a credit card payment every month? I mean, I pay a credit card payment every month, but I pay it in full. So I don't have to pay. It. Yeah. You're not paying interest on it. Correct. You're not like something no, that you bought yourself two years ago. You're still paying off. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, I was paying off credit cards for a long time and it's definitely one of the best feelings. Um, I can't, if you're it, cause it, it just, it literally just holds a cloud over you. It's like something that just like constantly stressed me out and I can't recommend like figuring out like whether it's Dave Ramsey which I can't recommend his program enough it really helped me I mean do like I mean you have to do some type of baby step if you want to like get out of it because it's some it just feels like it's just gonna never go away otherwise I agree so I definitely um feel like I'm in a much better place where um I spent a good 10 plus years, not in that place. So, and you hear people talk about like financial freedom all the time and how good of a feeling that is. And you really don't understand how good of a feeling that is until you have it. Yeah. And then once you have, cause I mean, you, we all make mistakes financially and get ourselves in debt when you can get out of it. You never want to be back there again. Like, yeah, I definitely, like, it's, I definitely work hard at trying to make sure I'm not in that place again. Exactly. So, so, so do I. And last piece of advice that was given by you guys is when a day is over, you don't have to do it again. I love that. I do too. Like every day is a fresh start. Like every day is a today fresh start. Shitty. Okay. Today is over tomorrow. It's a new day. You don't have to live that day again. In the words of Michael Buble, it's a new dawn. It's a new day and we're feeling good or whatever. Can you sing it like him? I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) It's a new dawn. It's a new day. 
So thank you everyone that wrote their good advice. Um, it's, it's so awesome how like a good piece of advice just sticks with you throughout the years and then you pass it on to other people and it sticks with them. So that was a lot of fun hearing a lot of those. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of good. And we got our own little mini therapy session of giving ourselves some good advice. We did. (laughs) Um, any, I mean, I'm sure we have a few pop culture things we can do before we sign out. But us and our pop culture, just bringing it to you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, so, all, the, all the tea. <laughs> so Laura, you sent me a repost this morning from Kanye West oh, stories. God. You want to tell us about that? Yes. So basically TMZ had posted an article saying, hold on, I'm just going to pull it up so I can read it. It was basically a picture of like Kim and Kanye, like, I think they were like making out on the beach or something. I don't even remember. Where is it? Okay. (laughs) Oh yeah. They were like kissing on the beach and TMZ said, Kanye West says God will bring Kim and him back together. Inspires millions. I don't know what that part means. Whatever. Anyways, Kanye screenshot this TMZ article with the picture of him and Kim and like shared it in his stories. And I was like, I sent this to Steph this morning. I was like, okay, this is so awkward that he posted that. Like, it's so cringy or cheesy or whatever the kids are saying these days. It seems like, does it say what time he posted that? Um, it was three hours ago. So it would have been like first, first thing this morning. Yeah. I mean, if he's in LA, I don't know where he's at. He could be in Oklahoma or wherever it is that he goes to Montana. I don't remember. And it's like, she's clearly like, whether for publicity or legit, I'm sure it's for publicity, dating somebody else now. And I just think it's so awkward to like, put your stuff out there like that. Like, if I were Kim, I'd be so tired. Like, if they legit are going through a divorce, and they're trying to separate their lives, but still be there for their kids, and he's going publicly while she's, you know, announced that she has a boyfriend now, and he's trying to get it. Could you imagine how you would feel if your ex did that? And, and we're not even celebrities. Yes. No. So my first ex after my marriage was, um, pretty obsessed with me and pretty like did and said a lot of crazy things after I broke up with him to try to get me back. And he would do things. He would post like super like cringy things on social media for the whole world to see and people to screenshot it and send it to me and be like, Oh, look what James is posting. I'm like, Oh my God. That's so like, I'm embarrassed for you. Stop. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's not going to get me to come back to you. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I've had somebody that did similar things like that. Granted, we weren't married with children and all that stuff, but, um, I feel like him, I'm sure has stuff out there for everybody else to comment on. And like, like we have a friend whose mom is just crazy and like I don't follow her mom on Facebook but like every once in a while I'll go look at her page because she's legit crazy like crazy 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 Uh and the again the only reason I'm looking is because I know she's crazy and it provides some kind of entertainment for me to like see what crazy she talks about that day or whatever and um like that's how I feel like people are looking at Kanye like he's crazy like we're only watching him because oh my god is he gonna post something crazy and same like with your ex like now once you start posting things like that now people are like oh my god there's like 
little bit of juiciness over here. Like I'm going to start watching his stories because, (laughs) you know, like I don't want to miss anything here. Like you never want to be that person. You never want to put yourself out there and put your stuff on blast so that you become that person that people only care about you because they don't want to miss like the juiciness that might get spilled that day. Yeah. It's yeah, Kanye, so... Kanye, are we surprised to be honest with you though? No, he's crazy. I'm not surprised. He's crazy all. forever being with him, to be honest with you. I, yeah, I don't, but I finally watched the. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I finally watched the Janet Jackson documentary that I was telling you about. How was it? It was good. So I actually thought it was something different. Like I thought it was like an actual, like it was a Janet Jackson documentary, but I thought it was like its own thing, but it's actually part of that New York times series that they put out. Like there's a couple Britney Spears ones that they Uh put out and amongst others. So it's one of those, um, it's called malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson. And it's about that Super Bowl incident where she was performing with Justin Timberlake and a little nip slip happened. Um, and it was super interesting to understand everything though, like to understand it from like the view of the NFL, the view of CBS, the view of MTV, Janet Jackson didn't comment on it, but like, you know, there were her stylists or whatever that were commenting. Um, and just to hear how crazy it is to plan a Super Bowl, like I think the NFL's changed a little bit, but back then the NFL was obsessed with having this like all American family friendly image. And I think yeah. they still do, but I think it's changed slightly. Yeah. Um, so even down to like picking who their artist is, that's going to perform at a halftime show and making sure it's somebody that's not going to offend anybody. That's going to be like family friendly that, you know, has lyrics that like they approve or whatever. Um, and just hearing what goes into like deciding that. And then at the time MTV was huge. Like MTV was a big deal and they had done, they had done the Super Bowl show, um, one more time. So they decided to go with them again and they it's, it's just wild. It's wild to see because everything got put on her and did she deserve a lot of it? Probably. But did she deserve all of it? No. I mean, it's funny because you have somebody like Kid Rock who supposedly is like, Mr. Patriot like he's like supposedly like this all-american and what did he wear while he performed with Janet at the Super Bowl like he he cut an American flag and put it like as a dress or like a shirt or poncho or something like over his body like it's not exactly patriotic dude that's like I don't know I just I just said like a lot of times but (laughs) (laughs) just everything that went into it like they had him doing that they had Nelly and you know now I feel like lyrics are lyrics, but back then the things that like Nelly was, you know, take off all your clothes, it's getting hot yeah. in here and stuff like that doesn't exactly scream like NFL Super Bowl back then, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, just everything and each side of the story and who knew and who did it. Like, I definitely think if you have an hour of like downtime and you just want to mindlessly watch something like it is interesting to like hear everything about. So I was, I was glad I watched it. Well, I definitely can watch it now because for Black Friday, Hulu did a deal for 99 cents a month for the next year. So, which is so awesome. Can't turn down who 12 bucks for the year done. Do I need so I'm going to have to send you my whole list of shows to watch. Yeah, I have a lot. I do have a lot of stuff I've been wanting to watch on Hulu. So, I'm definitely <laughs> um, just I you definitely and Hulu from now on to do. Um, 
yeah, I haven't, you do. we didn't really watch anything this last week. Um, but the only two things, two things came out, um, yesterday or Wednesday on Disney plus that I'm excited about. And that's, um, Hawkeye, which is the new Marvel show. And then this, uh, documentary I've been waiting for like a year. It looks really good. And it's, um, the Beatles documentary called get back. And that um, is a bunch of like unseen footage of the Beatles that have been like in the vault and stuff. Like it's supposedly going to be really good. So I'm looking forward to that um, being a Beatles fan. And then the only other thing I just saw a trailer for this yesterday and it looked really good and really interesting. Um, It was on Apple plus. So I need you to send me your login info, please. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Done. Um, it's called Twas the Fight Before Christmas. And it's basically a documentary about this family who like, apparently the dad is like, like he was known as like everybody as like Mr. Christmas. Like he is like year round obsessed with Christmas, like was on the hunt to find like the perfect house that he could deck, like buying a house had to be like the perfect house that could be decorated for Christmas and stuff. And apparently he the impression I got from the trailer was basically he had like his house was on, he put it on YouTube or something and it kind of went viral in the neighborhood. And cause he was, his goal was for people to like, come, you know how like you'll go see like, yeah, drive by Christmas lights, drive by Christmas lights and stuff. anywhere. Anyway, somehow this ends up like sparking a whole dispute with his neighbors and it lands them all in court and stuff. And that's what the documentary is about, but yeah, it's called Ooh. Twas the Fight Before Christmas. So I'm, um, gonna try to check that out this weekend besides watching Christmas Vacation because that's my favorite Christmas movie of all time such a good movie um yeah anything else I think that's it I think it might be time for our flavor of the week you want to hit it hit it flavor of the week all right Steph what's your flavor of the week my flavor of the week was a game time decision right now because we just used it, uh-huh. um, but I've owned it for about a year probably now. It is my Dash mini waffle maker, and yes. you actually got one of these before I did. Yes, I think, I think we, yeah. I'm pretty sure I convinced you to buy it like the same week I got mine. So we got ours around when the TikTok shuffle craze was going on. So yes. basically... There was a chapel craze and you used a dash mini waffle maker, which they're amazing. They're like 10 bucks and you plug it in, it heats up right away and it makes mini individual waffles. And you would basically take, it was kind of like a keto thing. Like you would take like an egg and cheese and mix it up and then make a waffle out of that. So there was no like carbs in it really. And um, we started doing that and experimenting and I'd put chicken in it and whatever well, we busted it out this morning. My mom ended up getting one too. And we busted it out this morning. And my sister made leftover Thanksgiving waffles. Like she took stuffing and a little bit of like turkey stock. And I don't know what else. And then we put gravy on it with an egg and some cranberry sauce. And it was the best thing ever, but it just sparked my memory of how much I love this thing. A stuffing waffle sounds absolutely brilliant. It was so good. Like yeah. so good. The perfect They're, leftover breakfast. I love that. That's such a good idea. Cause you really can shove like anything in there. It's so good. Anything. And there's, I think that another one of the best things about them is they're so easy to clean. 
like ridiculously easy to clean. So easy to clean. Yeah. I was doing like chaffles with, I would like dice up pepperoni and then I would like dip it in marinara or, oh, I used to dice up pickles in it. That was freaking delicious. Yum. Um, yeah, no, that it's so worth the 10 bucks. I like loved making my little dash waffles. Totally worth it. So good. what is your flavor of the week? So mine is a hair tool it is the Bedhead Wave Artist Ceramic Deep Hair Waver. Um, so I'm like, I get bored with my same old curls and straight hair sometimes. So I've discovered this. I probably had this now for um, probably almost two years. I think I got it for Christmas or my birthday um, two years ago. So it's coming on two years. It's like the perfect like beachy waves that I just love the way it works. It's like a good price. I think I paid like 30 on Amazon, but I feel like it's always on sale. Like I bet you for like Cyber Monday and all those, I bet you it's probably 15, 20 bucks. I always see it on sale at Target too, but it just gives you like a good little beach wave. And it's a fun, just like hair tool that I enjoy. I don't know. Love that. Yep. Nothing too exciting, but if you are looking for like a beach waver, I can't, there's a lot of expensive ones out there. I think this one works just as good. So you'll have to do my hair with it sometime. See if, see if my hair holds up. I know we have to test it. We'll have to test it before <laughs> you, like maybe when we go do our, our warm get our next warm getaway, we'll do it before you shower just in case. Yes. So, you, so you can shower so it I out. hate it. I can shower. <laughs> Perfect. Cause I definitely think it's not for like every hair length and every hair type. I think it like, it just depends. You have to test it and just see, but. And that's like any hair, hair tool or hair product. Absolutely. Yeah. So, cause I do, I have, you have to get the best size curling iron for your hair length and like you have thick hair thin hair it just all varies because it doesn't all look the same on everyone (laughs) exactly but um I so Jeff and I went and got the Christmas tree this morning and I can literally hear him putting it up I think I hear something a lot of commotion going on so I'm gonna go decorate (laughs) my Christmas tree that is the best way to spend the day after Thanksgiving yep I'm just gonna put on some Christmas music decorate the tree and um just get in the full because I've had my hat the house has been decorated and jolly yes the house has been decorated but it hasn't been uh we haven't had the tree up yet so now that the tree will be up we'll be in full Christmas mode at our house oh yeah so but yeah anyways thank you guys for joining us for another wine over matter episode um come join our Facebook group search club wine over matter Um, you can find all of our info about our socials and our flavor of the week in the details of the episode. If you listen on Apple or have iTunes, please go give us a five-star rate and review. Give us a follow on Instagram at wine over matter pod. You can follow me, Laura at crunches before brunches and Steph at authentically Steph. Thanks again. And we'll see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.